I'm Trey Briggs, and this is Call Center Confidential. Hello, and welcome back to Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. My name is Trey Briggs, president of BCI, found at bci-fit.com, and today's episode is based on an article I wrote recently, published in a call center industry magazine titled, Customer Experience Perfection is Easy to Achieve. I'm going to read that article and then expound upon it and many other things related to the subject of customer service afterward. I want to thank you for listening to the Call Center Sushi Bar episodes. If you did, I had a lot of fun with it, and I was pleasantly surprised that the number of listeners surpassed my expectations. Thank you. This podcast thing is not easy. (laughs) I did my best in the first three episodes, and I hope to get better at it. I am pleased to announce that we have received our first questions here at Call Center Confidential. I was not expecting questions so quickly either, so I'm quite happy about that. The first one is from Jay, just the letter J, and Jay asks, what is your favorite color? Well, Jay, my favorite color is blue, followed by green, and I like your style of questioning. Keep those softballs coming. (laughs) And Jay, you wouldn't happen to be my nine-year-old nephew, Jeremy, would you? Something tells me you are. (laughs) The next questioner left no name, which is fine, and it reads as follows. Hi, Trey. I like your podcast. It is fun and thought-provoking. My question is, how do you handle an agent who just will not cooperate no matter what you do to try to make that person perform better? Now, that's a good question. Way better than yours, Jeremy. And this is something we come across from time to time, and we have a prepared approach to it, actually. In fact, it's one of my favorite challenges. It has been my experience that 2 to 4% of agents I encounter fall under the category of what I call the I have no intention of being a customer service rep group. These agents seem to have taken the job with no intention of offering what we all know to be customer service. Instead, they seem to feel their only role is to help the customer or patient accomplish something, and they see themselves as the gatekeeper through which this person must go through to get what they want. They like that feeling of power, it seems, and they see customer service as somehow weak or below them for whatever reason. I know exactly what to do with these types. First, it's important to understand that agent customer service is a structured skill and discipline defined by 15 to 20 clear and specific rules of performance, which I'll get into when I read the article in a moment. But these rules not only affect the customer, they have a huge effect on the agent's mindset. By making sure they follow the rules, they are placed firmly in the position of customer service provider, and this positively affects their tone and everything else they do on the phone. Well, we take two of these rules. One is a one-word phrase, and the other is a two-word phrase. Both are effortless and natural to use. And we would require the uncooperative agent use these rules, these two little rules, in every call. We know beforehand that such agents never use these phrases because to use them is to be outwardly polite and appreciative towards the customer, something such agents have no intention of doing. The agents typically refuse to use them because using them 
means they are offering customer service. This refusal to say something that is effortless and natural and that is required of being a nice and appreciative person allows management to take whatever next step is necessary. So it makes it really simple if you have to go to the next step. I have seen agents resign rather than use these two simple phrases that are fundamental to not sounding uncaring and rude. In the cases where the agent uses the phrases, we then add another rule and then another rule and then another rule until the agent is offering exceptional customer service. I have seen this happen as well. Thank you for that awesome question, and I'll be right back. And now, on to the recently published article titled, Customer Experience Perfection is Easy to Achieve. I will read it here and then expound upon it when I'm done. A common viewpoint in our industry today is that getting a group of agents to provide a consistently exceptional customer experience is a complex mystery full of unknowns. But the truth is that getting every agent to provide a perfect customer experience in every moment of every conversation they have with every customer is straightforward and easy to achieve. It is essential to recognize that agent customer service, which determines customer experience quality, is a structured skill and discipline defined by clear and specific rules of performance. There are 15 to 20 of these rules depending on the types of calls, and if an agent properly navigates them, they will provide a perfect customer experience in every call they handle. These rules are easy for agents to master and they require no added time or effort, but they must be precisely followed to provide what qualifies as quality customer service. Most importantly, when they are not precisely followed, the result is a direct and rapid decline in customer experience quality. So, if there is a clear answer to the riddle, why is customer experience excellence so often portrayed as difficult and full of unknowns? The culprit is quality assurance scoring slash measurement parameters. The types of scoring parameters used by traditional and now AI automated QA programs do not recognize the rules of customer service, making such programs pursuit of customer experience excellence an elusive and perplexing endeavor. Much of the service quality problem in our industry today is the result of QA measurement parameters that do not recognize the rules of customer service, but are widely accepted as the only option to manage customer service. Traditional parameters such as built rapport, asked probing questions, warmth level, conveyed empathy, took ownership, resolved issues, closing, etc., are exceedingly too ambiguous and lack the contextual scope required to effectively manage agent behavior. The sole purpose of QA is to hold agents accountable for specific rules of behavior that ensure quality service, and these vague performance parameters cannot do this. Their lack of success has led to a perpetual search for alternate solutions. For example, scripts, designed to sound personable, are inadequate because they sound insincere 
and manage only brief seconds of a conversation. And AI attempts at QA, such as sentiment scoring, measuring every call, and speech analytics, are ineffective because they do not recognize the rules of customer service and are reliant on traditional measurement parameters. All of this has resulted in a low expectation narrative that says the best call centers can hope for is supposed quote-unquote improvement with little clarity as to what improvement means beyond hoping for slightly increased KPI or CSAT scores. I mean, what is improvement, really? At BCI, our expertise is in understanding the critical rules of customer service and their emotionally powerful impact on customers. We teach agents to master these rules and with a contemporary measurement system, hold agents accountable for executing them. We know before even getting started with any call center precisely what needs to be done to ensure each of their agents offers a consistently flawless customer experience. In the present-day call center environment, the good news is there is nothing unknown, nothing hidden, or left uncovered about the customer experience. And by moving past traditional measurement parameters, getting every agent to provide a perfect customer experience in every call is easy and straightforward. In a moment, I will expound upon this article. Okay, so I wrote this article to make some important points. The biggest one, perhaps, is that the dominant narrative in our industry that says customer service perfection is difficult or undefinable is misguided. Not only that, but customer service excellence is easily achievable. And this is possible only because there are concrete rules of offering exceptional customer service. I'll give you an example. Our clients typically bring on a few new hires every now and then, of course, and they arrange a BCI introductory class that I conduct remotely. In the class, I take the agents through all the rules of customer service and explain to them that executing these rules will result in customers respecting them more and being more cooperative toward them. And once they get back on the phones with customers, many do great right out of the gate. But it is not uncommon for some to fail to follow many of the rules at first. And anyone listening to them would conclude that they were average or worse on the phone. This is after the class. But as we produce reports on their performance that show clearly where they are not following the rules, and they are compelled to start following more and more of the rules, they begin to sound better and better. As that happens, they can hear by the way customers are interacting with them, how they are getting more and more respect and cooperation from customers. And the rules begin to make more and more sense to them, and their confidence begins to grow. All of this feeds on itself until the agent, who sounded average at best at the beginning, ends up sounding like the perfect call center agent. And again, their confidence just builds tremendously. One agent I'm thinking of, as I explain this and really what it's about, is she was quite bad at first. But once she began following the rules, perhaps reluctantly, which is not unusual, (laughs) a lot of times some of the agents are reluctant to do it, But once she began following the rules, she quickly began to transform. Two days ago, literally, I listened to one of her calls, and I put at the end of her report, where she got a perfect score, by the way, I put in there, great job. You sound so confident, exclamation point. 
because she did. And it was amazing. I watched as this agent transformed from a liability to a great asset in a matter of weeks, simply by mastering the rules of customer service, by being guided and compelled by our measurement process to follow them. And the best thing is this person learned a new skill that she is now proud of, as she should be. And as a trainer, I see this happen all the time, and it is, of course, the most rewarding part of what I do. I love watching it happen, this transformation. Our trainees routinely get outwardly appreciative comments from those with whom they engage. I hear it every day. The agent asks, is there anything else I can do for you today at the end of the call? And the person responds with, no, you have been amazing. Thank you. Or, I think I'm good. You have been terrific, and I greatly appreciate it. Or, thanks for making this so easy on me. You were great. It goes on and on like this all day long. Why? Because the rules of customer service are the rules because executing them gets customers to like you. And more importantly, not executing them gets customers to be disappointed in you and your organization and can often lead to escalations of frustration and or anger. On that note, in another case from last week, the patient in a home care and hospice call that I was listening to was getting quite frustrated with the agent. And she used a particular rule we teach them to use in these such situations. It's just two words, and it calmed the patient right down. It put her in complete control of the situation so that it did not escalate. Two words. And she used them according to our instruction because she has found and she knows that it works. And it did. And it almost always does. In another recent call, the patient was getting chippy with the agent. As I listened to it, I thought to myself, what is this agent going to do? I just love listening to this to see what they're going to do. And sure enough, she used a hugely subtle three-word phrase we teach them to use. One of the more important rules of customer service. And as soon as she did... The patient, realizing she was dealing with a pro, calmed right down and showed the agent respect. Such is the enormous power of words and manners. And when I get this across to agents and they hear for themselves that it works, the result is magic. It really is. The rules of customer service are simply the correct way for a human being to express to another human being genuine respect and appreciation at every moment. And there is only one way to do that. This is not a matter of opinion. And who wins when agents master and execute the rules of customer service? Customers, management, the organization, and most importantly, the agents themselves. challenge with making all of this happen has always been how to measure the execution of the rules of customer service. If one cannot measure the rules as agents are performing, they might as well not exist, and I get that. But they do exist, and when management can measure them, exceptional service is easy for agents to achieve. It is 100% about measurement capability. The next point I would like to make about customer service is that the talk in our industry about how the customer experience is evolving is way off the mark and not helpful. Are new tech channels part of an evolution in the customer experience? Absolutely. But most call center engagement takes place in a verbal conversation between agent and customer 
over the phone. And that space is not evolving whatsoever. It is based on human language, and its dynamics are not evolving. The variables related to this dynamic are stationary. They are sitting right out in the open for all to see. They're just sitting there waving and daring us to try to manage them. (laughs) And they cannot be managed with traditional scoring parameters. These rules cannot be managed with conveyed warmth or conveyed empathy. Can't do it that way. When relying on such parameters, good agents will remain good, perhaps, but mediocre to poor performing agents, who the training is most about, cannot be compelled to improve to be good. The failure of this approach has led our industry to largely ignore the existence of poor performing agents altogether. Remember, every agent is good, the first narrative we covered in episode one. When these agents, poor performing agents, represent our greatest challenge, and they are what most holds call centers back. This sweeping of this problem under the rug has led to all sorts of problems in our industry. One confusing outcome of all of this is the different names our industry now gives what everyone knows to be customer service. There is the customer experience, the customer journey, the patient experience, soft skills, and my favorite, that human element. (laughs) I love that human thing. You know, that human touch. I mean, like, really? You're saying that their conversation between two human beings, there's a human element? Yeah, amazing, right? It has gotten to the point where the term customer service is often portrayed as old-fashioned, as if the person using it has fallen behind the times or just does not understand the new dynamic. I was at an industry conference a couple years ago, and I was facilitating a roundtable. And the people there were, actually, I wasn't facilitating. I was just joining the roundtable. That's right. And everyone was talking about their challenges with their agents. And they were talking and talking and talking. And finally, I interjected and I said, can I ask a question? I said, you know, what everyone here is talking about is customer service. But why have none of you mentioned the term customer service? And a person turned to me immediately and she said, everyone knows that customer service is a dirty word in our industry. Nobody says that. I swear, that's what she said. And that pretty much sums it up. Sweep it under the rug. Ignore it. Hope it goes away. Better just to change the name customer service to something else, like the customer experience. And in this way, the unreachable target, solving the customer service riddle, is now a new target altogether, even though it is the same target as before. And everyone can now go on a new chase toward the same target with a new name, using ideas and products that cannot reach the original target, without having to admit they were unable to solve the riddle of the original target, which is actually the new target. (laughs) Did you follow all that? This is what happens when you change the name of something for no good reason. (laughs) I understand that companies like JetBlue, where my wife works, commonly use the customer experience. But these are companies whose customer service impacts all five senses, sight, touch, and even smell and taste. It truly is a full experience. But call center agents deal with sound only, and everyone knows it is called customer service. 
the effect this has had on the call center industry is to greatly marginalize the importance of what we all know to be customer service. And now the new narratives include wait times most define customer service, or hold times most define it, or silent air times most define it. Not because they do, but because there are products that can measure them. While there are no software products that can tackle what everyone knows to be customer service. Just call customer service something else and move the goalpost. Why not? (laughs) I evaluated a call just yesterday. And when the agent picked up, the older gentleman said something frustrated about his long wait time. But as soon as the agent that we train began engaging with him in a perfect customer service manner, you know, she nicely apologized and then went about her business of providing excellent customer service. He was in the palm of her hand for the rest of the call. And he left the call super impressed with the service he had received. And he said so. The customer service was not the wait time. My mother knows what call center customer service is. It is the conversation she has with the call center agent, duh, she would say. In fact, she did when I asked her yesterday. That's exactly what she said. TV commercials make a point to say, call us. Our customer service is the best. They don't say, call us. Our customer experience is the best. My simple message with this episode of Call Center Confidential is this. Getting every agent to offer perfect customer service, often called a customer experience, at all times is easy to make happen, and everything involved with making it happen is known. This is in no way a mystery, and that's a good thing for the call center industry. I would like to thank you for listening to Episode 4 of Call Center Confidential, the podcast that is a conversation about conversations. Call Center Confidential is interactive, so if you would like to ask a question or leave a comment, perhaps play Stump the Expert, just go to our website at www.bci-fit.com and look to the blue icon at the bottom right, click it, enter your message, you do not have to tell us who you are, and we will address it in an upcoming episode. Thank you again, and please do not tell anyone about this podcast. It's confidential. See you next time. Call Center Confidential is a production of BCI. It is produced by Daniel Tucci, music by Julian Bell, mixing Bright Future Studios. Mm-hmm.